10 ways tennis pros can grow their Instagram page. Find your aha moment right after this. Do the best you can with everything you got. Struggle day to day, cherish every fight you fought. Destroy your obstacles, remove the blocks. Got to stand strong, can you do it? Breakthrough, can you move on? Welcome back to Find Your Aha Moment. I'm your host, Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Don't forget to enter our Twins of Miami a live ball giveaway. We're going to give out three lucky winners on November 20th right here on the podcast. Just grab your email and click on the links in the show notes or go to BackhandCity.com to do your free registration. Well, today's topic, 10 ways tennis pros can grow their Instagram page. Well, by 2020, it's projected that 112 million people will have their own Instagram page. So that's quite a pool of people that you can generate leads from by simply doing the free thing of posting to your Instagram page. Now, just to give that a little bit of context, there are 1 billion blogs in the world. There's about 600,000 podcasts. So... Instagram's really growing. The blogs have really grown. They've kind of jumped the shark, if you will. I mean, literally, there is one blog for every seven people on planet Earth. I think the blogosphere is very saturated. Instagram is obviously very popular. It's become a daily utility for people to utilize, to share, to engage with, or just kill time. And so for you as a tennis pro, how can you go about strategizing leveraging Instagram to get new students and to engage with the ones that you have already. Well, the good news is there's a lot of ways to do this, and we're going to keep it pretty simple. And I'm going to go with the first one, and it's to go live. And the reason I like the idea of going live is the algorithm is much different there. It's easier to get more of your followers engaged in your live videos because it's a really competitive and new, and Instagram wants you using it. Whereas when you post the feed, you're not going to get in front of as many people as you will with live. I think the algorithm set to about 2% when you're on the feed, and you'll have to experiment with the live, but it is a greater way to go, and they are encouraging people to go live. So if you're a tennis pro, I encourage you to come up with some live content that you think tennis students, and potential leads would be interested in. The other thing I would do, and I started doing this recently, is I've repurposed some of the podcast content onto IGTV. Um, The beautiful thing about IGTV is you can go longer than a minute, which is what it is on the news feed. It's 15 seconds on story. And of course, with IGTV, it's up to 10 minutes. Number three, you have to come up with a bit of a hashtag strategy. Right. So, for instance, in my uh, campaigns, I, I hashtag Miami tennis or I'll hashtag find your aha moment or backhand city or maybe a particular stroke with it that we're working on. Now, I know a tennis pro who's also a model. She was very disciplined in her hashtagging and she actually got banned for it because it was too predictable. So I think um, the algorithm is looking for bots. So if you're very predictable with your hashtag strategy, you might get blackballed. So I think she had to change accounts or she just waited it out 
a few days until her account came back on. So try to be creative about your hashtags and even go in there and it'll show when you type in a hashtag how many people in that hashtag community they have already to see if you think it would be a good strategy. Um, as far as your newsfeed strategy, I think this is pretty much universal. People want you to put up three photos a day. And I think one of the things that holds people back from doing this is they want their Mona Lisa to be perfect. And it really doesn't have to be. I think the newsfeed photos should be better quality because they're going to be up there longer. I would spread them out one in the morning, one in the afternoon, maybe one in the late afternoon, early evening, spread them out. Uh, sometimes I get lazy and I just pop them up all at the same time. Um, there are software programs that we can go over that allow you to spread them out. Um, Facebook, in fact, integrated in there. Um, admin allows you to do that as well. Um, so three photos a day on the news feed. Uh, for the stories, I recommend 10 stories a day. Again, space them out over time. Remember, these are going to disappear. They can be 15 seconds in length, and now they'll click over if you go longer, so it's no big deal. I'll shoot a lot of students in class. Uh, a lot of the, the students will send stuff to me, so I don't even have to do it, so it's user-generated, which is one of our other tips that we'll get to. Um, number six, I would engage with people who are in your category. So if you've got other tennis pros or industry things or product companies or tennis stores, engage with them on their page, and they'll do the same to get back. Uh, number seven, let's see, what do I have here for number seven? Oh, user-generated content. I did mention that. Like a lot of my students will tape, videotape their lessons or at least segments of it, and then we'll look, over, look it over, go for it. They'll post it on their page, tag me, and then I'll post it on my story. Number eight, host a contest. You see that we are doing this on our podcast here, the Twins of Miami, a live ball giveaway. Host a contest, get people engaged, people like free things, and it gives them a reason to try out your service. Number nine, use emojis. I like the tennis ball with the thumbs up. I use that a lot, even in WhatsApp groups and text messages, and I do it online as well. It's my way of liking things and engaging with people. And number 10, this is a very popular thing to do. It's called influencer marketing. So you go out and you find the Kim Kardashian to promote your class or your, your tennis lessons or your, your tennis balls, your bag or racket or whatever it is. It's a little hard to get her to do something. And secondly, it's really expensive. And I think the effectiveness would not give you a ROI, which means return on investment. So if you are going to do an influencer campaign, I would go the micro-influencer route. So find somebody who's local that complements what you do and see if they will post something for you. You can probably do it for anywhere between 50 and 100 bucks. And if you want to get really creative, if they have a lot of similarity to the target audience of yours, you could even do a joint venture where you're doing something together and posting on each other's feeds and stories. So those are 10 ways, 10 is pros, can grow their Instagram page. Now, obviously, I think the number one complaint a lot of pros have when they've done this is like, I just don't have time and then have the energy or enthusiasm to do that. If that's the case, you would could either hire an intern or maybe an enthusiastic student that would want to do it, or maybe a couple students, or just go out and hire somebody that's uh, young and looking for part-time supplemental income. Uh, the name of the game is just to keep your personal brand in front of people so it doesn't have to be the Mona Lisa. Just stick things up there 
and make sure you have some sort of strategy with your posting timing, the hashtags you use, and even the copy that you write in your postings. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Find Your Aha Moment. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to my podcast on iTunes. Thanks for listening. This is Brian Lutz from BackhandCity.com. We'll see you tomorrow. That's when Bush comes to shove. I believe it was inevitable. That's when Bush comes to shove. Could this be the one that got away? I get the message, guess I knew it.